You are now listening to an all-new episode of Bubble Bath Stories with your hosts, Nikki Trends and Manny Oso. Hi, guys. So before we recorded this, we actually had a plan to head out to Tampa Bay for WrestleMania 36. But those plans went kaput for obvious reasons. So enjoy this interview we had with Matt Sen from WrestleLife Radio, where we talk about wrestling before we got disappointed. What's up, party people? What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back. This is actually going to be a really fun show. Definitely. And I'm definitely going to feel the urge to want to fight you later. Oh, yeah. But before we get there, this is Nikki Trent. And this is Manny Oso. And we have a very special guest with us. Special guest, what is your name? My name is Matt Sin from Wrestle Life Radio. We've been recording for a couple of months now. We're kind of a new podcast, and we are... uh, Doing some cross promotion. I heard you guys and we connected through a Facebook group. And I'm really, really excited to be on. Thank you so much for having me. Well, no, thank, thank you. you for joining us. Um, right when you said wrestling, I felt this urge to scream, wrestling, and then like attack Manny. <laughs> <laughs> but I control myself. <laughs> well, you got you gotta hear his voice is definitely like animated because I've been listening to some of your episodes, man, too. And I gotta say, like what, sometimes when you get in your cycle of like the stuff you're talking about. <laughs> It's like it's like oh man, this guy's like really talking. <laughs> I'm the I'm the loud one of, of my group, so yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so yeah, a little bit of background um, for everybody listening. I used to be a major wrestling fan myself. Um, I mean, who wasn't when they were a kid, right? Yeah, especially we were, in the '90s, right? Definitely, yes, that was a great era. Like, oh, definitely, very good time. And you know life comes around and you just one thing happens another thing happens and you just stop watching because you know you got work and everything specifically the reason i stopped watching back around 2005 2006 is because most of the friends that i was going to watch these pay-per-views with they we all moved away yeah we all went separate ways (laughs) so i got nobody else to watch wrestling with so i stopped watching and so for a long time I just didn't know what was going on in the wrestling world. Right. And now we decided this year we're going to WrestleMania. Wrestling! That's so awesome. It's in Tampa, too. That's your backyard. Exactly. Yeah, man. Backyard. Um, it's going to be great. And I'm really excited because there's so much wrestling culture in Florida itself. Yeah. And so I imagine it's making it a pretty big deal, not just for WWE, but just for all territories. Yeah, absolutely. And around WrestleMania, they always have a lot of the smaller companies, not necessarily small, but much smaller than WWE. They usually do shows on WrestleMania weekend. So you can go to Tampa and not just catch WrestleMania. You might be able to catch Ring of Honor or New Japan. They, They do it almost every year. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if there's going to be, like, like in the uh, armories and everything and in the clubs. They're probably going to have, like, little shows going on, too. All the time. Yeah, basically all weekend. So, now that we're going to WrestleMania, um, basically, <laughs> there was, uh, back in 2019, maybe um, last year, I was going to say maybe October to se- September to October. Yeah. I signed up for the WWE Network because that's when we decided we were going to go. And I just went over all the major pay-per-views <laughs> for the last, like, 10 or 12 years. Oh, my gosh. You've been seeing crazy stuff. Trying to, like, figure stuff. out what's been going on. <laughs> Me, wow. on the other hand, like, I, like, maybe said, I used to watch wrestling in the 90s, like, with my cousins. And then, you know, our 
a woman so eventually I just stopped yeah but um and then I started getting into reality shows and so what brought me back in was uh uh Total Divas yeah oh no (laughs) that's crazy I was like oh man these bitches are strong like they are like building it and I was like I mean, and it was like such catty stuff. But when I watched them wrestle, I was like, oh, my God, I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny, though. The, the total Divas, <laughs> the, the reality show things really did mix in with um, wrestling at that time period. Yeah. Um, tell me, bro, you did you ever watch the Total Divas stuff or anything like that? Yeah, no, that no, no, it's not my thing at all. But you've heard about it, though, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So I follow it a little bit. It, it is scripted, just like most of reality television and yeah. all of professional wrestling. Right. But you know, it does it does lend to their real life stories. So, like for example, one of the more recent stories, and I know because I follow wrestling, is <laughs> Carmella and Corey Graves. Right? If you guys yeah. have been watching Total Divas, you know that. So Carmella and Corey Graves did start dating in real life. So they, you know, put them on there. One of the more popular stories is John Cena and Nikki Bella, which uh, non-wrestling fans know about them, right? Don't get me started on so, that. <laughs> <laughs> so their their breakup was very public and, you know, it was uh, a, a very interesting thing to watch. No, I, I don't have any interest in reality television at all, but I do love wrestling. So even though I don't sit down and watch the show, I do still kind of follow it because they report on it on a lot of wrestling sites. Yeah. I mean, I gotta tell you though, the person that probably got the best benefit from that was Mike Mizzenanis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with his Miz and I mean, show. Yeah, Miz and Mrs. You know what's, you know what's so but great about even that? the fact that he started from the real world. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what the hell? <laughs> Let me ask you, man. What do you think about? Because um, like that's something that I missed um, when I left from watching. Uh, yeah. What do you think about the Miz as far as his debut and like his climb? So the Miz is is a legitimately inspirational story. Mm -hmm. So he started out on the real world and he became, he got into wrestling and Vince McMahon is very, very, very big on cross promoting and bringing in, you know, people that aren't necessarily wrestling fans and getting his stories on, on uh, major networks. So he brings in this guy from the real world and he is a total dork, right? I mean, the news is a a total doofus. (laughs) And he has no problem embarrassing himself. He's on this show where um, it was called. Uh, gosh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And so he did tough enough and he lost that, but he got a, he got a contract anyway. And I could tell you the Mrs. Backstory, but just to wrap it up really quickly, he actually became WWE champion because Vince McMahon wanted, you know, the Miz to be the t- champion and to get all of these news stories, which he did. And he was very successful in that. And the longer the Miz has, has wrestled, the more people respect him. Everyone hated him at first. Wrestling right. fans did. Yeah. Because he was just this big dork that, you know, judged bikini contests. Like we don't care, but what we do care about is someone that works their butt off to become one of the guys. Yeah. And uh, it w- it's a very famous story where some of the wrestlers kicked the Miz out of the locker room and made him change into his gear in the hall. Really? Yeah, because they hated his guts because he was just this reality star. And he worked his tail off, and now he's one of the most respected men ever in professional wrestling. Who also has his own reality show. Absolutely, yeah. (laughs) He's so entertaining. He's great. He really is. And, you know, it's funny because, like I said, I I, uh, did the WWE Network, and I was watching that. And the whole thing about how... There's like this whole thing where he felt he got snubbed because of the whole Rock versus Cena match at WrestleMania, right. where he was the champion at the time. Yeah, 
right? Yeah, um, that happens a lot. A lot of other guys had that too. CM Punk, which we'll talk about a little bit later, yeah, um, had a similar situation as well. Yeah, um, well, that was the thing too that I did notice that there were there was a lot of things in the past going on about um, legend fan. I mean, legendary wrestlers and everything coming in and using up all the TV time. Uh huh. Still in the spotlight. Is that something that you still notice happening, or do you? What do you think about that? As far it as definitely that? happens. Like for example, the Big Show just re-debuted this past Monday on Raw. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people are really upset about it, which I think is ridiculous because he hasn't been around in two years, and you know he is. He's still a, a big name and he hasn't technically retired. It, it's it's a little bit of both, right? Because The Rock is a bona fide superstar. It's not like it's, you know, some no name from 15 years ago right. that's coming in and, you know, taking TV time. Uh, but as recently as earlier this year, Shane McMahon, Vince's son, was taking away tons of TV time. I and mean, he probably took 20 to 30 minutes a show out of a two hour show. That's an incredible amount. And then yeah. people were turning their back on him and they eventually wrote him off because people <laughs> were literally changing the channel when he was on, which is disappointing because was... he's good at what he does, but he's taking up too much time. Yeah. And I thought that was ridiculous how he, he ends up winning that Saudi Arabia contest, right? Uh, it was, it was nuts. It, it was absolutely insane. Where that they, whole storyline. The best wrestler in the world. Yeah. I mean, the, the storyline was insane because, you know, it, it was looking like he was going to, or the Miz was going to turn on him. It turned turned out that Shane turned on the Miz and still won the, the the feud. And it made no sense. And everyone freaked out and hated Shane McMahon ever since. Well, the worst thing about that is that it's not just some tournament that they were having. Like, they, yeah, that actual like now it's in the books in an award, you know, that Shane McMahon is the best wrestler in the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's not in the top 100. So America. yeah, um, let's talk about CM Punk, man. OK, because um, I actually did it. I I didn't know much about him growing up because I know he would, he's been in the scene much longer than just 2005, 2006. A long time, yeah. Yeah, and so he started debuting maybe when ECW was reincarnated, was re, was brought back. Right. I missed all that, though. What did yeah. you think about him premiering in WWE? So CM Punk's been around for a long time. He wrestled in the indies. He's arguably the greatest Ring of Honor champion of all time. And when he was brought into WWE, that was a time where it was very rare for indie guys to get their due. But Paul Heyman, who originally did e e uh, ECW, um, saw something in him and wanted to bring him in. So they brought him into the new incarnation of ECW, which was miserably bad. And CM Punk was one of the few things on that show that was any good. I mean, they had like women stripping on that show because they're hardcore, right? I mean, it was on the sci-fi network, so they had to bring oh, in like Lord. these supernatural people. Oh, so they had God. this guy named The Mummy who wrestled as The Mummy. I, I, like it's, It was so <laughs> stupid. But CM Punk overcame that and eventually became one of the bigger stars in WWE. I'm going to make a long story short. His biggest storyline was he said, hey, I'm leaving in three weeks, and I'm going to beat John Cena. And this was in his pipe bomb promo. Yeah. And I'm going to leave with the WWE title. And that set up the Money in the Bank 2011 pay-per-view main event, which is one of the best favorite, which is probably my favorite pay-per-view of all time that's not named WrestleMania. Um, and CM Punk won, and he leaves through the crowd with a title in hand, blowing a kiss to Vince McMahon. And it was so electric at that point. It's just one of those memories in wrestling, and that, that's why you watch wrestling, because I'll be 90 years old, and I might forget everything other than my beautiful wife and CM Punk walking out with the WWE title. It was great. That, yeah, when I saw that. So good. 
and it took me forever. It took me forever to go through a lot of these pay-per-views because yeah. it's not like you could just watch the match and be like, okay, that's it. I watched a lot of these promos and that promo, that pipe bomb promo he did, it's like, wow, I can't believe I missed this. It was like, so good. Because so I'm good. watching it back to back, so I'm not waiting a week for the next thing. I'm just watching it back to back, fast forwarding. Yeah. You guys. You were waiting weeks and weeks to find out what exactly. Guy was say next. And it was crazy because you watched it, right? So you saw that he was wearing a Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt. Yes, the yes. reason that he, like, what he said was mostly true, right? He legitimately felt that way. And Vince McMahon said, "Look, I know you have some gripes. Go out there and air them and sell us a pay per view." And CM Punk said, "Okay, give me one of my shirts." And the guys were like, "We actually don't have any of your shirts with us." And he's like, "Are you kidding me?" Who do you have? And they name him off. He said, give me Stone Cold, which was his childhood hero. Yeah. So he goes on a Stone Cold shirt because they didn't have his own shirts. It's wow. absolutely insane the disrespect this poor guy had. And uh, at that time, probably the second biggest star in WWE behind John Cena. So I have a question. How do you feel as a wrestling fan, wrestlers transitioning from outside the ring into like becoming mega like action stars like The Rock and Cena? Like, and then when they try to come back to the ring, is it almost like, we don't, like, what are you doing here? You guys are like... It just depends on the situation. Like, The Rock is so well-loved. He's always welcome back. Uh, and, and John Cena is a very special situation because, you know, if you followed wrestling at all and followed his career, he was crazy over, very popular. Everyone loved him. Mm -hmm. And then he became like this Superman version of himself and he never lost. And that made a lot of hardcore wrestling fans turn on him. Now, a lot of people, casual fans, kids, love John Cena, still do, always did. Um, but you don't want to see the same guy win over and over and over and over, right. especially when it's other guys you think deserve time with a title or you, you, know, you think they are, you like them more than Super Cena, as people refer to him. So, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's okay as long as it's not, you know, I don't want to see Cena come back and – destroy you know bray wyatt or daniel bryan or you know some of the the bigger stars now i don't want to see that at the same time i don't want to see him come back and lose in 18 seconds like he did to, against the undertaker like is there has to be a balance there yeah um that's the problem with with what happened with rick flair during that time too right yeah mm -hmm. coming back and not going away well it's so funny because he had arguably the greatest retirement match of all time against Shawn Michaels. Yeah. And th that match at WrestleMania was just, it was magical. And as Shawn Michaels is about to kick Ric Flair's teeth in and <laughs> Ric Flair standing there crying legitimate tears Woo! saying, come on, Shawn, I can take it. And Shawn Michaels says, I'm sorry. I love you. Kicks him in the face, counts to three. And as soon as it gets to three covers up his face so he can talk one-on-one -on -one as the cameras are on him with his childhood hero. And that was such an emotional moment. And then Ric Flair leaves and goes to another company and starts wrestling again. I'm like, okay, like, I don't want to, you know, say that he can't do that. He can do what he wants to with his life, but it did kind of ruin the greatest retirement match of all time. It's like a, like a, almost like a bad spinoff. Like, right. Was exactly. His thing, he's like, but wait, I'm back. As a right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wants to be the Jay-Z of wrestling. Oh my gosh. Oh so, my gosh. I've, this, I've been watching a couple matches with Mandy, and sometimes I get so irritated because okay. when the women wrestlers come on, and this is like my biggest pet peeve, when the women wrestlers come on and they are doing their whole trash talking each other, 
it is so brutally bad right that it makes me angry and the whole time i'm thinking to mandy is this a man writing this is this a man who thinks this is how women talk well, i can answer that for you yes but and yes I do, I do always wonder like first of all women have you ever seen women fight like they tear each other down verbally so good that it's, <laughs> it's a it's an art form i watch right. a lot of like ratchet reality tv and i gotta tell you those words hurt and I just yeah. feel like the people who are sent, the producers, the writers of those situations should come on just to do the trash talking for the for the, the yeah. wrestlers. So a lot of the creative writers actually have written for soap operas, soap operas before. Oh. So yeah, that that is a good and a bad thing. Like I I uh, so like the pipe bomb that we just talked about, right? Yeah, that was CM Punk being himself. And back in the day, like in the eighties and nineties, wrestlers were told. Here are a couple talking points. Go out there and do a promo. Right. Well, now everything is one. I say everything. Almost everything is 100% scripted. So you have to say word for word like you're an actor, which to, to a point they are, right? Uh, what they What is written for them. But they're not actors, and some of them just aren't very good. Oh, no, terrible. So, and even if they are good, maybe they're good at cutting a promo and being themselves, but they're really bad at you know reading lines. So, like, for example, Seth Rollins, who is a huge superstar now, last year at WrestleMania and at the Royal Rumble, everyone loved him. They wanted him to be the next face of the company. And then they turned on him because the writers wrote him as a dork. I mean, he's this huge geek. And everyone hated his guts. And it works because I hate him. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Which now, just a couple weeks ago, he turned into a heel again. He's a bad guy. So that is the best thing that can happen for his career. So I'm happy for him. Well, you know. As a woman, I'm just highly offended. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me tell you a little bit about women's wrestling. So just from 10 years ago. So in 2010, they had a 10-woman match that lasted 3 minutes and 26 seconds at WrestleMania. Okay? And I'm going to go over the first three WrestleManias and the three most recent in the 2010s. So three minutes. In 2011, you had a 3-minute and 17-second match, which was six-person, not even all women. It was John Morrison, Trish Stratus. And if you like reality TV shows, Snooki was in this match. Well, that's terrible. I'm sorry. Yeah, for that. exactly. So, and Dolph Ziggler versus Layla and Michelle McCool. And then in 2012, you had Kelly Kelly and Maria Menunos versus Beth Phoenix and Eve Torres in a six minute match that doubled, right? Great, wonderful. We love it. Next year, they didn't even have a match. But really, in, at WrestleMania 32, which was in 2016, that's when women's wrestling really began to take off in the WWE. And it's never been anything, right? They used to have, like, brawn panties matches. Right. They had hot lesbian action. And, like, this is what the guys want to see. No? If we want to see that, we'll just go to Pornhub, right? We want to go to <laughs> yeah. watching wrestling to watch wrestling. So, at WrestleMania 32, they did away with the Divas title, and Ric Flair's right. daughter, Charlotte, became the first reintroduced women's champion. And that match lasted, here, I got it here, uh, 16 minutes and three seconds. Now, this most recent year, and I'll, I'll stop there because I'm going a little long. This most recent year, it was the first women's headlined WrestleMania with That's Becky true. Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Ronda Rousey wrestling a 21-and-a-half-minute match. And it's just, it's just amazing how incredible the top tier of women's wrestling is now and it takes time to develop right i mean right. wrestling has been a big deal for decades women's wrestling has really been a big deal for like five years now 
So you got to give it a little bit of time, but it's nice because they're having multiple matches on the show now. Most matches that they have are taken seriously. They're given time. It's really good. I'll be honest. Um, so, and that's that's true because, like I said, coming in right now, I'm noticing that. Yeah. So when Charlotte Flair wrestles, like she she's hitting, and I'm looking at that like she's nuts. Yeah, she's absolutely insane. You don't want that to be your girlfriend. Yeah, and it's so <laughs> Yeah, and another thing is great is like something my wife pointed out, and she said, you know, when we watched wrestling earlier in the decade, all the women were models, right? And now you have women that are different shapes and sizes, which is also a really big deal, right? I mean, that's if WWE wants to put on this, you know, anti-bullying campaign. If you're going to have all your women look like, right. you know. Six foot, 110 pound models. That's not realistic. You got to have women of all shapes and sizes, just like real life. And I think that's a really good thing they're doing as well. I'm noticing they're keeping the storyline separate, though. Do yeah, you, they're not. Yeah, they, they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm okay with that. It, it just it kind of depends on the situation. WWE has a hard time with with keeping everything in universe. Like they go, okay, well, this guy is wrestling this guy, so they're part of a different world and a different movie. And then this guy's wrestling this guy, and they're part of a different world. And even though they're on the same show, yeah. there's very little, you know, crossing of these these wrestlers like they used to do in the '90s when That's Steve true. Austin would be wrestling, would be feuding with The Rock, and you had Mick Foley feuding with Kane, and then that would all mesh on the show. They don't really do that that much anymore. So, and honestly, I don't know if I trust WWE because they are very <laughs> mm, backwards in a lot of their stuff. Of going, okay, can they really like right now? They just introduced a uh, lesbian angle, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, where are they going to go with this? Because there's no way they're going to be able to do this properly. Yeah, that does it sounds like it, it especially <laughs> since on SmackDown they have you know actual LGBT people who uh, okay, right? so yeah, <laughs> and Tony pitched a storyline and said, I would like to be in a storyline with Mandy Rose, who's her best friend. Yeah, and we would like to do a lesbian angle, and they said no. And then a couple weeks later, they introduce a straight woman as a lesbian. And I, well, I don't have a problem with straight women, you know, acting as a as a lesbian. This right, is, but if you have uh, lesbians, yeah, the actual yeah. lesbian says this is a good idea. Let me do it, and they tell her no. And then a couple weeks later, they do it with someone else. It's uh, that's it, that bothers me. So I have a I have a question, okay. and this is something I was wondering about. When these wrestlers and their storylines are for them to be mortal enemies or to hate each other, yeah. what is kind of what do you think their life is outside of that? Like, are they allowed to be pictured together? Are they allowed to hang out with each other, or do they have to keep it true to what the storyline is until further notice? So, back in the day, when you were a wrestler, if you were in public, you lived your gimmick, which is why I don't know if you guys have heard about the Sergeant Slaughter thing, but just within the last couple of days it's resurfaced that he was never in the military and his storyline was he served two tours in Vietnam. Oh now <laughs> back then that was fine, but he's still talking about it now. So yeah, yeah, we're going to skip right on past that. But wow. So years ago there was, um, I can't remember who it was. It was a good guy and a bad guy though. And they were stopped by the police. You're talking about uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah, and uh, was it Nikita Iron Koloff Sheik. or the Iron Sheik? The Iron Sheik. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they were stopped, and they were caught smoking pot. And so their mug shots were online, and they had pictures of them together. And everyone's like, "Wait a second, maybe wrestling's not real." 
Well, even as few as recent as a few years ago, Rusev and Lana were going through the storyline where, you know, they were going through a breakup. But on Instagram, they were still a happy married couple with their dog. And Vince McMahon was irate and was freaking out. Like, how can you do this? You're ruining the you're ruining the business. Yeah. But it's wow. it's a storyline. It's a TV show. So just as recent as a year or two ago, they're finally kind of OK with it. So you're not going to see two guys that are feuding, like be best friends on Instagram. But at the same time, if it happens, it's not as big a deal as it used to be. So, like, <laughs> it's so funny because when I was telling people I was going to WrestleMania, a lot of them were like, isn't it fake? And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, they do have to choreograph the actual fight. Right. So, and I don't know, could die. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, and people have died in the ring. And it's, yeah. it's a terrible situation. But, I mean, they're they're... Wrestling is such a weird hodgepodge of acting and sports and athleticism and, you know, flippy random crap like Cirque du Soleil. Like, it's just, yeah. it's insane what these guys do to their bodies and go through. You know, I just think it's crazy. Like, when you when you mention matches that are 16, 20 minutes, like, that's, like, can you imagine, like, continuously, continuously moving your body for that amount of time? Boxing like, matches. Lifting a yeah. human being time and time. like when i watch when i watch like uh brock lesnar for example oh. which i which i don't care i'm a fan <laughs> uh, but i watch guys like him go into the ring and they tell him you know you're gonna go and massacre everybody whatever he's literally lifting six people at a time one yeah. after another one yeah after, that's that's fucking two three hundred pounds of people like, uh-huh heat that you're lifting that's a lot of work he's a monster yeah, he really but, is like the other guys that do that stuff too, you know, like when you see, I saw that there were some highlights of uh, John Cena lifting up the big show and uh-huh. Edge. Yep. Like that's like 500 pounds of people right there. Yeah, so it's insane. And it's more than right that. Big show's never weighed less than 400 pounds since he was like 10 years old. So <laughs> that's a slight exaggeration, but yeah, he's, he's a big dude. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's, um, I, I, I definitely clap my hands to that. At the yeah. fact that these guys can just work for 21 because i'll go running for like two minutes and i'm winded (laughs) (laughs) i can't imagine also lifting a trunk of a tree after that i know it's nuts it's insane john cena is is such a he really is such a special guy and he's got what the rock has where he can really connect with people very easily which is why even though he was never even near the best wrestler like physically in the ring in the world, he had that connection with people and you either absolutely loved him or absolutely hated him. But you were never silent when well, he was there. You loved him or hated him, but you watched him and you paid attention. And well, that's Manny, why he's one of the Manny, best ever. Manny could attest to that. Cause he absolutely hates him. You would, yeah. think, <laughs> you would think John Cena stole his girlfriend and just like rubbed it in his face. The way it's like some mortal enemy shit that he has going on. With yeah. Guy. <laughs> so yeah, I can attest to that, but he watches it. Yeah. He watches dumb movie season he watches, <laughs> he watches the matches oh my gosh like so the idea the weekend or somebody i'm gonna i'm gonna wear a different wrestler's shirt while okay. i'm in tampa and so i told her i want to get a john cena shirt but do you think i should get some uh jorts some jorts <laughs> <laughs> you gotta wear the jorts you man gotta the jorts. you gotta do it you're in tampa anyway why. you'll fit right in she's asking me why i'm like because i gotta have the whole outfit i'm gonna wear the jorts i'm gonna wear the fitted cap the rise above the, hate the, 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 the cap and the shirt have to be the same color though it has to work out that way and i gotta have the uh shoes <laughs> The wristbands. You hate this guy. Why would you dress up? Because that's the whole thing. (laughs) That's great. So I got to do it. That's great. So before we let you go, Uh what is one 
misconception about wrestling that when people tell you that when people tell you about it that you you roll your eyes so hard that you can see your brain we actually just kind of recently kind of touched on it so a lot of people say wrestling is fake wrestling isn't fake wrestling is scripted so these guys put more on their bodies than most professional athletes do that's why back before we knew all this stuff about concussions wrestlers died young because wow. they were smashing chairs over their heads yeah. and they were sl you know, slamming their heads onto the ground. Think of a pile driver. If that goes wrong, you could snap your neck. And Steve Stone Cold almost lost his career because of that. And Nikki Bella, right? I think. Yeah. One of the Bella twins. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. It happens. It's happened to a lot of people. So wrestling is a, a very scripted product. The outcome is almost always known. And I say almost because sometimes you have like Andre the Giant that would say, okay, well, I want to do what I want because he can, right? But <laughs> you you just, it, it is a very scripted but very real product and people are putting their lives on the line every time and their bodies every time they get in that ring. So if people say it's fake, it, it kind of it kind of irks me just a little bit. All right, and I have one last question. Okay. What would you say uh, has been your favorite uh, rivalry in the last, 10 or 12 years my favorite rivalry in the last 10 or 12 years yeah okay so cm punk and john cena was great um th there's been a lot of good ones but i'm going to give you something really really recent and it doesn't involve two wrestlers <laughs> okay so my favorite rivalry is world wrestling entertainment versus all elite wrestling yes and so all elite wrestling for those that don't know is a brand new product that started by tony khan the son of shad khan who is the owner of the jacksonville jaguars and they started their their, um, rec their wrestling promotion about a year ago. And they brought in Chris Jericho, one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. They brought in John Moxley slash Dean Ambrose. They have all these guys that were big in the U.S. and Japan. Um, Cody Rhodes, the son of Dusty, is one of the executive vice presidents. And the WWE usually doesn't respond to competition because since WCW went out of business, they – haven't really had any right i mean you could argue tna but tna was never a real threat these guys are a legitimate threat to wwe and they have actually been uh doing some things to prevent all elite wrestling from becoming a bigger company which is interesting and wrestling is always more fun when there's more than one major promotion in the united states so seeing both of these companies thrive and as a wrestling fan i want them both to thrive and i want them to be more popular because when wrestling is more popular, then more people watch it. You can have more communication and more people listen to the podcast, right? So let's get real here. <laughs> but but that is actually my favorite. Um, that's, that's really my favorite. But if I, if you really want me to talk about it, I won't get into detail. But if you really want to talk about a feud, uh, the Daniel Bryan thing at WrestleMania 30, where he feuded with Triple H and uh, over overcame everything and became the champion at the end of WrestleMania 30. It was That was just perfect storyline that was spurned by the crowd. WWE didn't want that, but the crowd wanted it so bad they had to give it to them. Yeah. And WrestleMania 30 is just a very special pay-per-view. It's great when you listen to the fans. Yeah. And, Bo, you know what? We think it's great when the fans also listen to us. And I want to say thank you for coming on for our fans to listen to you. No, of Wrestling course. We're having a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, thank you for coming on, man. Um, Let the people know where they can find you and your podcast. 
So you can find us on Wrestle Life Radio on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Radio Public. doesn't really matter. If you listen to podcasts somewhere, chances are we're on it. You can also follow us on at Wrestle Life Radio on Facebook and Instagram and at Wrestle Life Pod on Twitter. And follow me specifically at Wrestle Life Matt on Instagram and Twitter. Awesome. And if you guys want to know what's going on with Bubble Bath Stories, you can catch us on Facebook and Instagram at Bubble Bath Stories. If you want to know what I'm up to, you can catch me on Instagram at Nikki Trends. And you can catch me at Got No Time For This on Instagram. And thank you so much again. Now that I have all this information, I'm going to use it and um, beat up Manny. <laughs> really well, I really appreciate you guys it. having me on. It was an absolute blast. I hope we can do it again. Definitely, man. All right. Later. Later. Later.